I remember one distinct um, thing about the Sabbath day from my youth. I remember I went to, went to church uh, with my grandma and grandpa, and then we were coming home, and we ate a big meal. It was a nice meal, had great fellowship. And then my uncle, uh, who didn't go to, go to church, he went outside and went out to the field, and he started uh, bailing hay. And the reason I remember this so distinctly and clearly is because he had me come and drive the tractor for him. And I was, I don't know, maybe 10 years old or something like that. And then I remember the scene. My grandpa came out of the house. It was, he stopped the tractor. He had me stop the tractor. He had uh, my uncle stop bailing hay. And it was the Sabbath day, no working. Um, so we never did any farming other than we had to milk the cows because they would hurt <laughs> otherwise. But we never did any, any kind of work on the Sabbath. And I remember thinking that's what the Sabbath is all about. But if you go back from creation, the creation of the world, God made everything in six days. And at the end of each day, he said, and it is good. And everything was prepping. I often liken it to um, a, a new mom and dad getting ready for a baby to come, to come in. So you get the nursery ready. You get, you get everything you're going to need to become new parents. Your, I don't know, bottles, uh, diapers, uh, burp cloths, everything you had no idea that you needed. Uh, clothing, uh, just you name it. But what's the very last thing to go into the room? What is it? The baby. The baby. In the same way, God created the heavens and the earth for man. The very last thing he created after everything was man and woman. And it was good. And God rested. He rested. Now this didn't mean that God was like, well, if Adam had a question, <laughs> it's not like he said, don't bother me. I'm Sabbathing. I've just worked for six long days and now you have to ask me questions? Wait till Sunday. No. It was fellowship. It was enjoyment. It was togetherness. It was like the mother taking off for maternity leave, or a father taking off to, to, to taking off work to get to know the child. Does that make sense? So this is a time of fellowship and renewal with those you love. Six days you're you're working hard at work. The seventh day. You stop and get together with family and fellowship. Does that make sense? So God is saying, I want you to set aside this day to fellowship with me. The only way to have that fellowship 
is through the Son. God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that a world who was condemned, meaning at enmity with God, apart from God, away from God, through His Son, peace is brought. The cross, it held the punishment for all of our sin so that we can have that rest, that Sabbath with God once again. Jesus says in Matthew 11, Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you, I will give you rest. It comes through me. Jesus gives us that fellowship that we lost through sin. Now our attempts at obeying the law, our attempts at not doing stuff to keep the third commandment, that doesn't bring true fellowship. We don't do stuff on on the Sabbath, which is actually Saturday, but we pick out a day not to do stuff So that we can receive, not stuff, but receive communion, fellowship with God. God wants us to trust Him that if you take this time off to spend with me, you're not going to miss out on anything. In fact, the whole point of life is to be in communion with me. So Jesus and his disciples are out. Now, the, I'm not saying my grandpa missed the whole point, but he missed some of it. Because by my uncle not working, he wasn't getting any closer to God. He didn't, he didn't go to church. He didn't hear God's word. So just by not working, he wasn't getting anything. Does that make sense? So one Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields. And as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. This is very simple. This is not, this is not like big intensive labor. This is having a bite to eat. But these guys, they're looking for any reason to disregard Jesus. To disregard his followers. So the Pharisees started saying to Jesus, Well, look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? These guys were not looking to have fellowship with God at all. How were they looking to be saved? They were looking to be saved by obedience through the law. In other words, They were looking for God to say good job by just doing a bunch of good things. Let me point it out this way. Let's say I'm trying to impress my mom and dad. I try to, I try to, uh, I study super hard. I, I get, these are all things I didn't do, by the way. (laughs) But, but I, I study super hard. I want to get the absolute best grades to impress mom and dad. I, I get uh, offered to go to the best schools. That maybe the school takes me overseas to try to impress mom and dad. 
I get the highest paying job that I can, I can get. It works me ragged. I'm working like, I'm working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And my mom and dad are so proud. Do I get to know mom and dad at all? Do I have fellowship with mom and dad at all? I don't know them and they don't know me. There's no rest in my relationship because I'm constantly working to impress. That's where the Pharisees and Sadducees were at. They were working to impress God all the while not receiving from God, not knowing God, not even understanding that who was standing before them. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. And what did he give? His son. So his son, his love is standing before, before, them, before them and they don't know that love. They don't know that rest. Even though it's the Sabbath day and they're not working, they don't have fellowship with God's love because they're not receiving. The disciples, they were Sabbathing every single day, not just Saturday. They were receiving God's teaching. They were receiving manna from heaven in the feeding of the 5,000. They saw people healed. They were experiencing God's love day in and day out by the living word that was walking among them. They didn't need to take a special day off. Even while they were breaking this bread, they were Sabbathing, for they were in the presence of God's rest. Our third commandment, Martin Luther breaks it down this way to help us to understand what's most important. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching or his word. (laughs) That's what they were doing. They were despising the word made flesh that dwelt among us. I remember this, uh, I remember this uh, fellow seminary student. He was, uh, he was uh, at his fieldwork church and he saw that the, the teenagers would dismiss themselves uh, during the sermon. They would just go out, the teenagers would, and um, I don't know what they would do, I guess, teenage stuff. <laughs> but this really bugged this uh, seminarian. And, um, and it wasn't the type of thing where he was being like a Pharisee. But he went out into the hall and he was like, you guys, God's love is being poured out for you in this service. His word of forgiveness is being given to you. And you're just 
out here chatting about what, whatever. It's like, hold on to that. You know, John and uh, Peter and James, you know, all the fishermen, the Matthew the tax collector, they left work to do harder work, work that would eventually take their lives. But they left work to Sabbath, if you will. For now their work was Sabbath because they were in the Word day in and day out. You know what? Your jobs can be Sabbath too. Your vocation, whatever it is. We consider our place in life according to the Ten Commandments. Whether we're a father, mother, son, daughter, husband, wife, worker, whatever it is. Whatever your place is, you consider it according to God's word. And you're going to find some bad stuff there. But don't you want rest where that bad stuff is? So where I'm failing, where I'm trying to impress, but secretly burning out. Put Jesus in that place. Bring it to the table. Bring it to confession. When you say, I, a poor, miserable sinner, be thinking about ways that you're a poor, miserable sinner. (laughs) Because you want forgiveness there. You want the blood of Christ. You want rest. Are you weary? I'm weary. I'd be here even if I wasn't preaching. Because I'm weary. I'm heavy laden, so are you. So we come to receive Sabbath once again. Six days you labor, sit at my table, eat a big meal, hear from me, tell me your cares. It's like the evening dinner table. We don't do that as families enough. But that's supposed to be fellowship within the family. The fellowship bond. That's what Sunday is to be. We gather on this resurrection day to gather around the gifts that are given to us. We eat, we drink, we remember our washing, we get clean, we rest. Another Sabbath day. Well, Jesus, Jesus uh, making it clear with those guys. Uh, let's go to the next, next Sabbath. Again, Jesus entered the synagogue and a man was there with a withered hand. And they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so they might accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, come here. And he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do... He said to the Pharisees, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? They remained silent. What I want to show here is who's working on the Sabbath. I see two people working. <laughs> I see the Pharisees and the Sadducees working. There's two groups working. The Pharisees and the Sadducees working. They're being police officers, aren't they? 
They're looking at the letter of the law. They're, they're really checking the books and watching what's going on. Are they resting? It's hard work to judge other people, isn't it? <laughs> we should know. <laughs> We're constantly judging others. But yeah, they're not working. I mean, they're, they're not resting. They are working. They're judging others. They're like, they are tense. They're not relaxed. They're angry. They're not feeling peace. So they're working. Who else is working? Jesus himself. But this is, this is good work. It's life-giving work. It's fellowship. He says to the man who needs help, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and was restored. Jesus says the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You know, I think about the Lord's table. We say, welcome to the Lord's table, right? This is where Christ comes to serve. I think about the washing of baptism. You are being washed. You're not washing. Again, Jesus is doing the serving. You are being served. But there's something about being served by God. You get to know Him. He's not working to impress you. He has no need to impress you. He's not working to gain your favor. We have nothing to give Him that could impress Him. He's working because you need it. You're weary and heavy laden, not Him. He's at rest all the time, not you. He says, Take a seat. Let me give you what is needed. I I really appreciate this. And when I I when I first heard about the Lutheran Church and when I first got into it, uh, read about Martin Luther and the unrest and the weariness that he had, and the gospel that, that he, by the God's grace he rediscovered. There was one word that somebody asked, if, I, if some, somebody were to ask me to describe being a Lutheran with one word, That word would be Sabbath. That would be rest, peace. I'm not trying to impress God anymore. I know He's not impressed. I'm not trying to work for Him like I used to be. You know, I used to have this vision of heaven that didn't have me in it. It was a weird vision of heaven. I had a vision as a, as a preacher, as a pastor, of inviting all these people into heaven and showing them the way. 
But you know where I was standing? At the door outside the gates. It didn't make any sense. But now my vision of heaven is Jesus at the door. Jesus in in the gates, at the door. Jesus everywhere. (laughs) And all of us who are weary and heavy laden. Being in that, that hymn we sang, it said in the opening hymn, it said that everlasting Sabbath. What a beautiful thing. So I want to encourage you, no matter what day it is, whether it's Saturday, which is the Sabbath day, whether it's Sunday, today, abide in God's word. Walk with him. Sabbath. Allow God to serve you. Don't be like Peter saying, no, you shall never wash my feet. Be like Peter after saying, wash me. I need it. I'm a mess. Feed me. (laughs) Take care of me. Sabbath. Don't be like the Pharisees. Thinking that you're trying to please God by ignoring Him and judging others. That's not going to get you anywhere. That's not going to get you anywhere. So on this day, on this day, recognize you're the man with the withered hand. You're the disciples picking the grain, walking with your Savior. Jesus is here for you. And we are here to receive, to Sabbath and to rest. And now the peace that surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.